G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. While so many are trying to tear down Christianity, saying it's not relevant anymore, some insights today to use in defending the value of your Christian faith. There are some pretty big claims that you can take a hold of. The evidence shows that religious people live longer, are more generous, have greater resistance to depression and recover quicker from illness. Not only that, but those with an intrinsic religiosity produce more children, give more blood and are generally happier in their life. These are powerful claims, the claims of Glenn Scrivener, the director of evangelistic ministry Speak Life. The Aussie-born, ordained Anglican minister has recently gone head-to-head with a famed atheist commentator in the UK, whose name is Matt Dillahunty. Well, Glenn Scrivener is joining us to unpack the truth about what Christianity produces in the life of the believer. Glenn Scrivener, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. It's great to be with you. Glenn, you were in this debate with Matt Dillahunty. It was all about morality. It was asking the question, can atheism deliver a better world? Uh, Give us your impressions as to how things went. Well, I I think Matt Dillahunty, uh, who's a very famous YouTube atheist, um, uh, he hosts a show called The Atheist Experience that's based in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, He usually takes calls from uh, just lay Christians who uh, want to take a pop at the champion, and uh, and Matt Dillahunty is in charge of the conversation. He very often hangs up on them and uh, and then talks about them afterwards. And, uh, yeah, he usually gets the better of other people, but I, I think it went really well. I was, I was in the studio with uh, Justin Briley, who's a fantastic host of the show Unbelievable. Uh, he himself is a Christian, and we were able to have a face-to-face conversation and uh, I, I, think it very, I think it went very, very well. I think Matt Dillahunty wanted to hold on to both atheism and humanism. But I think by the end of the debate, it was very obvious. You have to pick one or the other. You can either have some uh, liberal values that we hold dear in Western society today. You can either believe in the equality of all people. You can believe in human rights. But for those things to work, uh, you really do, do need Christ. And, uh, and the gospel to make sense of those things. If you're going to jettison uh, those ideas, if you're going to abandon those Christian roots, I don't think you get the fruits of the liberal values that we uh, value today. So I, I, I think by the end of the conversation, um, that became very clear. And I just invite uh, uh, listeners to, uh, to go and check out the debate and see what they made of it. Glenn, when we talk about the claims on both sides, uh, you've got the atheist claims and you've got the response that you gave. Uh, There's a certain sense here in which there's, as you say, different fruit uh, from the different approaches here. Uh, What do atheists claim makes their world a better world than what Christians have been able to deliver? Well, that is 
that isn't the, 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 the right question to ask. On what basis are we now going to build society that is better? And what is it that counts as better um, from, from now on? So I, I think for Matt Dilla hunting, he is a consequentialist. And so consequentialism, people might be familiar with um, John Stuart Mill and utilitarianism, that idea that you go for the greatest happiness of the greatest number. Um, that, that is really the consistent position of, of, of Matt Dillahunty. Um, he doesn't believe in uh, objective moral values. Uh, and so whatever will actually uh, increase the well-being of, uh, of a society, um, that is what you should do. Uh, and in the debates, uh, we got into the issue of, well, what about if there is a Hitler-type figure who says, you know, we've got a final solution. We are going to increase the well-being of our society by eliminating the weak and the handicapped, um, the disabled. Uh, what then? And I think at that stage, the, the bankruptcy of Matt Dillahunty's position was exposed uh, because... He, at that point, genuinely says, well, you have to look at the data at that point. You, you would have to um, figure out what it is that is increasing well-being and what it is that's reducing well-being. And, of course, I made the point that anybody would make in this conversation, which is, you know, what if a Hitler figure said, well, our society is now soaring and our industry is through the roof, our numbers are fantastic, our well-being is doing brilliantly now that we've eliminated the, the weak and the poor and the handicapped. And, uh, and Matt Dillahunty had no answer to that. Um, if, if his course of action would um, increase well-being, defined by, who knows, defined um, economically, psychologically, um, if, if it could be shown to increase well-being, then, then it is the right decision. But, of course, at, at that point, um, human equality and human rights are entirely out the window. So, Glenn, if atheism leads to that chaos and ultimately destruction, as you've just adequately described, some people will say, well, how do we know that what you're claiming about the difference that God makes in the life of a person who's a Christian or a person who is religious, uh, the sorts of surveys that have been done and the research that's been done, I guess, by a lot of people around the world, you would have drawn pretty heavily on a lot of that research. Uh, what sort of research can yeah. you make reference to as the evidence for, for making the claims that you do? Well, I think the evidence that I point to is evidence that other atheists point to themselves. Uh, people like Jonathan Haidt or David Sloan Wilson... Uh, uh, atheists, uh, sociologists, and psychologists who have uh, long seen the benefits of religion. It's, it's very difficult to get away from the scientific data on this issue, which is that, um, as, as Jonathan Haidt would say, uh, religious believers are happier, healthier, longer-lived, more generous to charity. Um, they, they give more money to secular charities than secular people do. They give more blood than secular people give. They give more of their time to secular charities than secular people do. Um, this, is, this is not just a fact about uh, Christians go to choir practice a bit more and, uh, uh, and volunteer for Christian charities more. It's, it's far broader than that, that there is a, a level of self-giving and charity to Christians uh, that outstrips that of, of those who are not. Um, and, and these you know, studies have been repeated many, many times. There, there are mental health benefits to, um, to intrinsic religiosity. You, you used that phrase uh, earlier in the opening. Um, if, if you are intrinsically religious, you are someone who 
you go to church for the sake of church. You go, you, you, you believe in Christianity as the highest um, ordering ideal in your life. You don't go to church just because you like the community aspect. You don't go to church um, just because it gets you something else that you want. If you're intrinsically religious, uh, then that is the highest ideal in your life. Um, and when, when, you, when you sort of separate those people from the extrinsically religious, who are those who just go to church um, for the certain social benefits that you can get out of it, then it becomes very clear that the intrinsically religious, um, are, uh, you know, they have a greater resistance to depression, to disease, to, um, they have uh, better recovery rates from surgery, um, they uh, have more of a resistance to depression, to divorce, um, to suicide, all, all these sorts of things. And, uh, you know, if, if you could conceive of, of, of an elixir that you could put into the water that would improve the physical and mental health of citizens uh, around the world, um, what, what price would you pay for such a, an elixir? And, and yet, intrinsic religiosity, social scientists are saying, is, is just such, has, has just such an effect. So there's tremendous value in being confident in our own Christian faith uh, that what is happening in our lives and in our families and in our communities actually is really bearing really wonderful fruit because there is such an animosity uh, that is growing in Australia and it'll be the same in the UK uh, to Christian churches or to parachurch organisations. But recognising and being confident to talk about the public benefit that Christian organizations bring to a community or the Christian organizations cause a culture to flourish, uh, we, ought to be, uh, we ought to be talking about that all the time, wouldn't you say? Well, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, it, it doesn't make it true, you know, and, and an atheist will point this out, they, they will, and they will try to explain the data by saying, um, you know, you get this positive effect just because of community benefits, and, you know, Christians have had tax breaks, and if atheist communities uh, had uh, the, the same kind of privileged position as churches have had, then maybe atheist communities will, um, uh, will exhibit these kinds of benefits. Um, I, I think the, the problem with that line of arguing is that um, it's, it's about intrinsic religiosity. It's not about the, the, the community effect. Uh, and so social scientists do control for that. Um, so yes, it is. It is true. We, I, I think we should be on the front foot on on this one, and we can point people to the works of, of Jonathan Haidt, Davidson, and Wilson, or, or a Christian like Tyler Vanderweel, who is a professor of public health at Harvard University, and uh, and just get people to check out the studies. It was fascinating in my discussion with with Matt Delahunty. I, I sort of referenced these people, and I referenced all these meta-analyses of, of thousands of studies that show the public benefits of religion, and Matt Delahunty wheeled out one study that was done uh, by a, a paleontologist who's really an illustrator called Gregory S. Paul uh, from 2005. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a widely discredited study. And uh, it was just fascinating to me that I, I could bring up thousands of studies showing the public benefits of, of, of Christianity. And uh, he had one discredited study that he kept on pointing to uh, and has been misquoting for the last 15 years. Um, so we are, we are definitely um, in the box seat um, when it comes to the public benefits of religion. Obviously, um, that, doesn't, that doesn't make it true, um, but it, it, it does, it's corroborative evidence, isn't it, that, that shows that if the fruits are good, then maybe the, maybe the roots uh, is, is worth attending to. 
Well, certainly the atheist outlook is a pessimistic outlook. Uh, the idea of hurtling through a meaningless universe towards extinction, atheists will have a hard time making more atheists, but Christians ought not to have a hard time making more Christians. You're an evangelist at heart, Glenn. Uh, I imagine that uh, this is part of the message of an evangelist, the good things that come when you base your life in Christ. Well, I think that is physically true <laughs> as well as spiritually true. Um, the, the, the atheist birth rates are going through the floor. Um, I think in the United States, atheist birth rates are, are about 1.6. I think agnostic birth rates are about 1.3, <laughs> which is extraordinary because, you know, you need at least 2.1 as, as, as a birth rate in order to maintain your population. Um, so I, I find that fascinating that, um, that there are these societies uh, of unbelief that don't have enough belief in the future to actually invest in the future. Uh, and if you were just going to assess atheism on Darwinian terms by, by survival and reproduction, already you're starting to see that, that it's a bit of a dead end. Um, uh, and, and then globally, it's fascinating to, to look at Pew Research that says that you know, by, the, by the year 2060, a projection, and the be- best projection we have, is that Christianity will increase from 31% to 32% of the world population. Islam uh, will uh, increase quite significantly from about 24% to 31%. So Christianity will still be on top. Uh, but atheism will actually shrink as, uh, as a percentage of the world population. Um, will, will shrink from 9% down to 7%. And this is always a shock to people because they, they look at the West and they, and they see uh, a, a sort of a triumphant... Um, uh, atheism online, perhaps, but globally the picture is very, very different. Um, and some of, some of the factors involved are things like birth rates, and some of the factors are things like, um, is there any social capital to be able to build a better world? And if your belief about the world is that we are biological survival machines clinging to an insignificant rock, hurtling through a meaningless universe towards eternal extinction, um, then there isn't the the same social capital, there isn't the same confidence to be able to build that better world. Uh, Real wisdom in what you're saying and something that is an inspiration for Christian believers in getting to know what are the benefits of our Christian faith, what is happening to us when we put our faith in God. Glenn Scrivener is the director of the evangelistic ministry called Speak Life. There is a website, it's speaklife.org.uk. A couple of books to make reference to. 321, The Story of God, The World and You, and The Long Story Short, a couple of books written by Glenn. Glenn, just great getting your insights today. Speaklife.org.uk. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.